Okay, ding, ding, let's try. Welcome, everyone, to At the End of the Internet. Um, We haven't been here for a while, and there's actually a very... Hi. Why? (laughs) And it's a person that just said, hi. Um, Seth, you want to talk about your problems and why we haven't been able to do a podcast? Oh, you want to talk about my problems? Yeah. Your are you sleeping sh- problems. Are you sure about that? I, I mean, my yeah, I feel- my lo- I think my lawyer told me that I shouldn't talk about, talk about those publicly. No, I mean, I, I was fans. really drunk. Oh, wait, what? it's your it's your fans. Like they're practically family, so it's okay. Yeah, but I, couldn't I get into trouble if I say this publicly? No, trust me. All right. Well. It happened like five years ago, and I was extremely drunk. But I wait, still wait, 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 wait. What are you talking about? I'm talking about your neighbors. Oh, okay, yeah, my neighbors, <laughs> right? Well, Jess, my neighbors are too damn loud. They're, they're too damn loud. You can probably hear them right now. I do not. You can't hear it. Boom, boom. You hear that music? No, it's I going can't. like boom, boom. No, maybe you're going crazy, but do explain Well, it's too damn loud, Jess. I'm trying to Uh get some sleep. See, my voice is all messed up. Because of my neighbors. It's because they're too damn loud. Why are they loud? Are they just playing some music? Are they talk loud? The the fans need to understand your frustration. All of the above. Like, couple months ago i think they were really into the office because uh, all i heard every like half hour was <laughs> like imagine like you try to go to sleep you hear that you wake up you hear that now i think they're into video I'm... games i just hear explosions and screams but it's not consistent <laughs> and it's not something you can get used to it's just is like random gunfire and shit and then they play bumping music well, the reason I'm last laughing is because Seth has lost out. it. Has lost it, and it's quite fun talking to him nowadays. He's actually more entertaining than what he used to be. But anyhow, M Night Shyamalan twist is I don't even live in an apartment. <laughs> but the the best thing that actually happened to I'm not gonna say to us because I throw it away, but to you. So we got our first ad because we have enough view to be sponsor. So we got very excited when we saw the email. First we yeah. thought, was, first we thought it was a lie. You want to do I, the manscaped ad or should I? No, 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 no. We're gonna do our favorite one. We got a couple ones, but we decided only to do one because we're trying to show ourselves that we're different from other podcasts. You, if you notice, you listen to podcasts, you hear the same ad over and over again. Which I can tell, I can see which one they choose by the pay, but we are not here for money. We're here for fun and for our fans. So we chose the best ad. So we were sponsored by Cockroaches Farms. Cockroaches Farms. Yes, yes. Cockroaches Farm. Jess, can we side note? I'll cut this out. But what the fuck kind of a name is Cockroaches Farm? <laughs> like, what are they selling? I, you think I, they'd make something a little more clever? <laughs> I don't. Know. <laughs> there's no need for us i don't know because i did not name the company the company name i know itself. i'm just asking like <laughs> like can't like like couldn't you call it like roaches are us or like <laughs> like bu- like a bub like a bug tub or something i don't know well, anyway you can, you can email the marketing team but it was if you this is Google. the kind of shit we're getting <laughs> Well, they're not paying much because <laughs> they don't have the money. Anyway, so it's all right, ding, ding, ding. I'll, this is where I cut it in. Three, two, one, carry on. So it's Cockroaches Farm, and um, so yeah, they Cockroaches have a Farm. <laughs> I've heard <laughs> about those guys. They do good work. <laughs> oh, why are you laughing? <laughs> Such a- an ad voice. We did not hear about Cockroaches Farm before we received the ad, so I'm sure as we were. No, 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 Jess, sorry to interrupt, but I've been using Cockroach Farm for years. No, you weren't. Um, So the good part is I throw mine away because I didn't want to make a Cockroach Farm, but Seth, as he haven't had sleep because of his neighbors, and he's kind of losing it, he got actually very into farming cockroaches. And Seth, I'll kind of pass it to you so you can talk more about your experience and why our audience 
that are not afraid of cockroaches should get one. Yeah, don't get just one. You should probably get two because then you can have like rival cockroach farms. Like you've got like two gangs of uh, cockroaches. Yeah, I mean, they're kind of majestic creatures. They're uh, they've evolved longer than, you know, almost anything on Earth. They're just hyper efficient, shiny, beautiful, sexy, some would say. describe it that way but i'm glad that you like it and can you tell can the main reason i bring this up and what we're doing this advertisement can you tell them how the farming cockroaches have helped you with the neighbors well sometimes i just take them out of their farm and just let them crawl over my body (laughs) just lay there (laughs) i hope that's alive but i cannot tell anymore (laughs) cockroach farms 1995 will get you a trial period of one seed cockroach what happens if you don't like it do you mail it back i didn't check i just throw away mine uh i believe that they are a no return policy but they will work with you um so that you're satisfied with their product and Seth apparently have been very satisfied with the cockroaches because he keeps sending me um, photo of his farm as adjective that goes with beautiful, majestic. Where have this been throughout my whole life? Side note, can we do a mashup with a blue chew ad with this? Because the cockroach gets me kind of hot. And I think that works with the blue chew ad, right? Can, um, we do a, can we merge it? Is that okay? I mean, there is no... In the email, they never talk about problem emerging, so go ahead. I don't have the same uh, feeling, so I'll let you. I'll let you describe that. I've I've got enough lawyer trouble. Maybe we should not. But anyway, okay. cut, we'll cut we'll cut this back in three, two, one. Yeah, man, those cockroaches are hot. Like, <laughs> I know it sounds weird, but if you just sit still and watch cockroaches for a while, man. <laughs> You, Maybe this is too much information, but will you say that you're kind of possessed by them? Uh, uh, no, Jess. I would say I'm, I'm extremely turned on. <laughs> why would you use the? Why would you use the possessed? Uh, I don't know. It's maybe because this is a movie that we watch for this podcast. Oh, what a segue. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> so, well, um, but I guess before we get in the movie, Cockroaches Farm. Please do buy. Um, please I do didn't buy. like it, but by Snapchats, text reviews um, from Seth and videos, I think I did a mistake by throwing it out and I should have given them. Um, an actual opportunity than an assumption you saved yourself there because usually when they pay for an ad they they typically don't like the podcasters say i don't like the product (laughs) good save (laughs) it's like i know what i'm doing (laughs) anyway um so we're gonna go forward and that is the end of our ad so we are very excited to have our first one that's the end of the ad and at the end of the internet Ah, and we're gonna talk about the movie possession so Seth, like as we say every, as I ask you every time, please let us know why you chose this movie and why you like the director. Uh, well, this is one of the greatest movies ever made, and that's why I chose it. Would you agree? agree? What's your what was your impression of this as a first time viewer? You had the privilege <laughs> of being blindsided by possession. Just had no uh, idea what she was getting into going in. I didn't. And I will not count. I will not count it as the best movie of all time. Oh, just the second best. Or best. I don't think I would use best movie when I am describing possession. But I can say that I was not bored watching it. Or I can also include that I was confused for a good chunk of a time. So my brain was working when I was watching this movie. So it was a stimulus type of movie. Stimulating type of movie, indeed. <laughs> would you would you say this was better or worse than Space Jam? Um, Space Jam as the Michael Jordan. Space Jam, the film, correct? Yes. 
Oh, definitely worse. Oh, okay. All right. I mean, I'm just trying I mean, to gauge. That's a good. Right. Yeah, I mean, if you choose the actual one of the best type movies of all time and you compare it to an okay movie the whole time, I mean, that is what to anticipate. All right. But- well, I guess everybody sees where you stand on this, but I, <laughs> I would claim it is a fantastic movie. It was not a bad one, but I would not say it's a great one. Anyhow, can you talk to- also tell us why you like the director and what you think of the director and who is the director, actually? Uh, director of this was Andrzej Zwalski, a Polish director, um, has done numerous amounts of film, kind of specializes in the, I don't know, hysterical film, as you could probably could have guessed from this. Um, yeah. yeah, he's kind of a art director, like an art house filmmaker that isn't afraid to get into the schlock and and grubbiness yeah push boundaries it's not a i don't know it's not your typical art house fair at least from my experience but this the style is right like his style is very it's a beautiful movie to look at i would you agree like you know very well composed he had the yeah, yeah a good chunk of the a good chunk of the movie was very pretty to look at. Yeah. It's just like he's got he definitely has an idea of what to do with the camera. He's very exact about composing shots. There's a lot of very extreme close-ups, almost of like half of a face. He he does a lot of swooping camera, always rotating, always moving. Um, he's obsessed with people's faces, but it's a it's an extremely well composed movie. Um, you know, we're not talking about some 80s flick that somebody threw together, right? That has a lot like, of cool things, but, you know. Are you talking about the tourist trip? Well, no. I mean, that had some technical flair, but not not like this, right? Definitely a different type of horror movie than tourist. <laughs> it <laughs> definitely was. I missed the tourist trap when we were watching this movie. <laughs> <laughs> so today we're going to talk about um, different topics that keep coming up in the movie. Uh, We're going to talk about the uncertainty of the main characters. We're going to talk about how great of a parents they were. Follow if the movie was actually showing us what the director thought was true love or, and if we agree with them, with him. And then finally, we are going to talk what is the woman role in society because the director put a lot of opinion there. And I'm just curious if you agree with him or not. All right. We're gonna we're gonna do this, huh? <laughs> so, um, the first topic is the mystery and the uncertainty of the couple. So this movie started pretty much in the middle, almost like in the middle of a fight of a of a couple that been dating for a while. They have a kid that I'm, my guess is like what five or eight years old. I don't know. <laughs> five or eight years old. <laughs> Just the true judge of children's ages. I was not really sure, but. Obviously, there was a lot of background and problems that the couple was going through, and they're going to start going through a divorce, especially when the husband found out that um, the wife was cheating on him. Yeah, and she's just repulsed by him, like overnight. I, well, not overnight. I think he he had some sort of weird business thing to attend to. He's in some sort of espionage thing, and he returns home, and his wife just cannot stand him. Like cannot stand to touch him, to look at him. Uh, she she sees him as kind of a what's the opposite of a cockroach? <laughs> I would say a puppy. Yeah, she sees him as a disgusting puppy creature <laughs> that repulses her. <laughs> uh, yes, and she constantly left the house. Like she, like be there for a little bit they will be fighting yelling each other you know good kind of communication um and then she will leave for hours like driving him insane um and we never know where where she left off and she never explained what she was doing so then we were kind of in the dark with him not understanding what she was doing you're talking at the very beginning where we're still Mm -hmm. yeah and and i think that's a good point is it's perspective (laughs) in a lot of things in this movie is all male, right? It's very yes. much attached to Sam Neill um, and through his eyes and through his perspective here, we don't really get 
a good background into uh, her character. No, we just know that she thinks that she's a whore, sleepy with everyone, because that's what she do when she's not at home with them. That's what and Sam then- Neill thinks? Well, I mean, I, I think at first he is, or are you talking about the director? <laughs> Both, maybe. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think Sam Neill's character at first is fixated on the one guy that he thinks is his competition right and then Mm -hmm. that devolves through the movie to be something else but yeah true but before he really understood who she was with or what we think she's with um throughout the whole movie it was uh another male character but before that um he was accusing her that she was just looking through male and male and just didn't want to be kind of home with him and, and their son. Yep. Yep. Um, the typical evil, awful woman. Yeah. Well, I, I always curious, like what he thinks, like she's never home. So then she's never have resting day. She's just always in a bar, just waiting for the next male. <laughs> like, he's like how dare you taking <laughs> be home relax <laughs> you're always just sleeping around it's like i feel like that's what he he thinks of her and then through through all of this he also was accusing her for wanting not to be home it was affecting this child that he was not really paying attention either yeah i love this movie (laughs) (laughs) i think they're both pretty good parents i mean do you want to talk more about that sure i mean even though you know being a parent is hard jess it's really it's really difficult you know that's how you felt when you were farming your crocroaches no i don't really consider myself a parent to them i consider myself an equal if i were like a dad to those cockroaches i don't know i'd have some real therapy problems uh, on my, my apologies i should not compare you to that <laughs> but uh yeah i mean the you know sometimes you forget your kids at home alone for three days, days but yeah. at least you keep some jam in the in the cupboards that he could find and survive on yeah sugar can keep him going for what for a long time yeah indeed and- once you have jam, and I'm sure peanut butter too, he can be fine. It's like a cat. It's what I learned. Yeah. Like oh, wait, can't... no. <laughs> <laughs> you, have to, you have to check up on your cat every day. Well, <laughs> it's if, like a cat. If it's you like... don't, you're a bad cat owner. No, Someday, cat partner. Sorry. Excuse me. If, uh, if you have to leave for a weekend and you have a cat cam, and then you have food that dispensed randomly and more kitty litter. They can take care of themselves. No, no, that's terrible. Cats <laughs> but, need a cats need affection. Like, but the kid doesn't. The kid is just fine with jelly and peanut butter. All right. Well, I guess going back to the kid thing, the it's almost like he's used as 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 like a bargaining piece throughout the movie because like. At first, when they go through this, you know, when Sam Neill, after his incredibly insane bender, which looks like, <laughs> like he almost died after he finds out he, he uh, that his wife no longer loves him. Well, that was showing that males can feel and they're completely heartbroken. And he was just yeah, yeah. out for days. <laughs> yes. And she does not understand what he's going through. Oddly, his teeth got like green in, in like a three-day period. I don't know what he was drinking, but it must have been some like... Oh, I didn't realize. I didn't remember that. Maybe but... Sam Neill just has gross teeth. I don't know. But I just remember his teeth. I don't. I don't. From that scene. <laughs> I don't know where I was. Oh, oh, kids. Yeah. So like after that, he's like, I don't want to see the kid. I don't care about the kid. <laughs> you know, if I never see him again, so be it. And she obviously is like, what the fuck? Um, But then later on, he like, he uses the kid. He uses the kid to draw her back. That's, you know, because, you know, she has this pull to other men or other things. And then the pull back to the child, which is hers. And so, you know, I like that you brought that. And and it kind of goes more with what we're saying in the beginning, that there is this. And 
there's this mystery that's going on throughout the whole movie and we only see what's going on through the eyes of the husband and what we see is that every day his wife come back and then she leave for hours and we never know what she's doing or because in one point we we do the assumption that she's always with the other guy but then the other guy was looking for her as well so then she's going somewhere and we just do not know what that place is right and every time she returns she's more and more hysterical and he is kind of i don't know more normal well no i i think he kind of descends in her into her hysteria as well right i i can see him like accepting that she's not well with my assumption the reason why he was accepting that she was not well because she's not with him or with their son um but as you explained before in the beginning when he found out that she was with someone else and she didn't love him he went through this period where he was mad like he was not showering like he he was (laughs) like (laughs) (laughs) like he was like super sweaty like he was almost having night terrors or panic attack because he yeah he looked like he with he was withdrawing from like heroin i know it was like and it was like he just went through an awful one week that forgot his son and then like that's when he went to his son and realized like oh shoot your mom haven't been here either um but as the movie transition and he and she's leaving coming back he's almost okay like where he where he can keep going through his life he's taking care of his kid he take his kid to the school and they're showing him that he's almost more sane than she is right yeah okay i think i was jumping ahead then but then he after that he starts to descend into her you know or they kind of have a collective hysteria um that yeah, kind of like, culminates yeah. culminates in that scene where they're watching um her teach dancing lessons which is I don't know. That's one of my favorite scenes of the movie there. Well, yeah. So, well, you're pretty much then almost was pretty much the question that we asked. uh, I asked you after we finished the movie, if they were trying to show true love, because in the sense was, um, even though that she was not well and she was getting worse throughout the whole movie, um he was still very accepted of her like he still wanted her he still wanted her to come back and even though he had in a in a certain way a better option she he rejected that and went to her um and then he when he shows her he almost went down to her same level where both of them kind of lost it right so i yeah i don't know i guess it depends on your definition of true love but i think it was he was definitely or healthy relationship. I'm not really sure. What do you think? They're, they're, I don't know director. if I would call that a healthy relationship. <laughs> well, so maybe, the maybe just was trying to tell us. Well, I mean, this movie was premised off of his own divorce. And so, mm. which, yeah, surprise, surprise. Um, <laughs> but yeah, this was, I guess, his telling of that in a kind of <laughs> hysterical fashion. But yeah, I mean, the Sam Neill character you know, basically the director presents him with this, I don't know if we want to get into the doppelganger people, but basically the exact same person that he's married to only in a perfect, wholesome school teacher way who he rejects and then, you know, continues to be obsessed with his uh, wife or his former wife, or I guess they're still married, but, but yeah, I mean, I, I think that that's where your possession title comes from or, one of the many cases is I think he is totally obsessed and wants to possess this woman. Yeah. So, so whether you call that love or not, I don't know, but um, definitely so, yeah. obsession. Cause like, <laughs> like, I mean, he, like, I think most people by this point would be like, okay, I'm out, you know, instead, you know, she, she tries to, she cuts herself with the, the electric, sausage cutter and then he's like okay let me try it (laughs) goes to town on his arm i mean i don't know if that's not true love it's at least (laughs) some kind of crazy hysterical uh possession 
well throughout the whole movie is pretty much like what you summarized the the husband i forget his name um, i just know the actor it's uh let me look sam neil as mark it's mark well mark throughout the throughout the whole movie we're following mark and um we constantly see what he's struggling with we see him that he's struggling with the loss of his wife. We see him struggling to, that he needs to take care of his kid. We see him struggling where now he has technically a better option, which is pretty much the same actress playing a school teacher that um, would have been better for his relationship. However, like you explained it, he always choose to go back to his wife, which is as two hours in the movie she's not doing okay um yeah and he even so, like i was saying he even descends into her level in order to try to meet her halfway at least i think in that you know scene where he's just like okay let's all go crazy and um, so so when you told me that the director wrote this and did this to base his divorce it's like what he was trying to tell us was he's trying to tell us that he did love his wife enough that he would have gone to the deep end with her or does women have this kind of um, grasp to men that they don't understand and they can pull him down to their worst self because they're not great people or is how he envisioned marriage should be if like if we both decided to stay together, we we're going to stay together through thick of end. So, and like going through this movie that he presents us is what he's trying to show to the audience. Yeah. And I, I don't think I have problems with his viewpoints and how he portrays <laughs> things, but I think he's smart enough that it's not just like, like, I don't think he thinks, yeah, all women are evil. Like this is, you know, I, I think he is, focused on the male gaze here because I guess that's his perspective. Um, but I, I think he also wants to show kind of the disease in the Sam Neill character and how um, possessive he, he is of, of this person who is, you know, no longer his technically quote unquote, but, um, and I, you know, I, I think he, he the movie gives you know, kind of it's overweighted in, in its perspective in Sam Neill. It seems like the only time it shifts to uh, the Ajani character is like when she's hysterically freaking out or she's murdering people in her apartment or things like that, right? And so, I don't know. I, I guess I don't know his his intention here, but what, what's your thought? I don't know either. Those were all my three thoughts about it. I couldn't. Yeah. I mean, I I don't think maybe can you say the three again? Your last one I don't think is the case where, yeah, let's stick through thick and thin. I don't think that's where he's going. I think it, it's he's definitely talking about you know that imbalance in relationships and the possessiveness that can come, um, you know, when either they don't work out or something something goes wrong. Um, but you also have the aspect of the Ajani character having this evil inside, right? Which is an interesting narrative. What, what do you think? What do you think that that is? Uh, when we say Ajani character, we're talking about the, the sorry wife. Isabel Ajani, yeah, who played. Who, by the way, sorry to kind of take this on a tangent. She is amazing in this movie. Oh yeah, she was definitely. I think both characters did an incredibly good job. Even the kid. <laughs> yeah, the kid was good, but she yeah, I think she is just like that. Did a great job in here. That scene in the subway where she goes nuts, like she's she's fantastic. But anyway, um, what do you think of what is inside her? Like, what is what is the cause of her doing this stuff? Is it because she really likes? the sex she's having is she is she tired of him like what is is there something that has actually possessed her physically what what is um, his because i think that's kind of crucial to the interpretation of where he's going with this is what happened to her so throughout the podcast we've been talking 
too much of the husband. So we're going to kind of shift and talk about the wife. So as the movie progressed, we start learning more about her. So first we learn about the other man, which is this, um, he's like the best character. He's this pompous, rich man that loves like, I don't know, drugs and, but like, kind of rich drugs where he's taking drugs to better himself not yeah he's a of... he's a class heinrich is a classic guru right he's yeah the... it's like i don't know interviewer it... of back in the 90s i can't even tell I yeah he's know. like a mystic guru that you know has inherited some money and now has read some books and thinks he's like a sex god and yeah has like karate powers but he's obviously like he's obviously being made fun of in this. And I think so he takes much pleasure in his, his final. Well, the way that I saw it is like, whatever he was supposed to be amazing. It was all the insecurities of the husband. Hence, hence why he hated that character and almost in a way understood why his wife was cheating on him because of who that character was pertain pertain themselves yeah and when they first meet it's almost like it's almost like sexual where <laughs> yeah heinrich is like stroking sam neill's character and sam neill is like uncomfortable <laughs> to the to the point where he starts a fight and then gets his ass kicked but yeah, yeah he's, he's um, completely emasculated in that scene and so like <laughs> basically meet your wife's lover and then <laughs> get pummeled by him <laughs> get told that she had better sex than, than him yeah. and then gets told that he take care of his mom and his mom love his wife <laughs> and thirdly um that um <laughs> he kick kick his ass because he knows some taekwondo or karate <laughs> or whatever it was but we we saw that side of her however there's more to to this like um then we see her that she actually not always coming back to the other guy she was she also had her own apartment and the she's got a side piece just yeah she has her own apartment and like um Seth was just pressing and he can he can see that she was losing it more and more and more he he, there was a one of my favorite scene was like she was literally losing it in in the house where she was putting stuff in the fridge like her clothes in the fridge she was just making a mess in the house that just didn't make sense like she was literally not there and he's sitting next to her and like he was so self-absorbed that he talked talking to her he's like huh you're not doing well I feel like you are when you always come here because you want to be here you want to be with with your son and me but at the same time when you're over when you're over here you want to be in your place you kind of want to be away like he's just going (laughs) doing this um like circular thinking, me like he's yeah thinking in terms of himself at all. and then like she's obviously he's not doing okay and he's like <laughs> just thinking about the situation for himself um and then as you learn more about the wife you do realize that there's something sinister and there is something on un- unwell not only mentally physically and what her apartment portrays so there is something it's evil about her and, what right, and so learn- so like back to my question what do you think that the intention is there like what so so that's what i don't know what did originate for for that that's i never kind of understood that the my assumption that where she got that from is almost this um I don't know. I, I really don't know where where she where she could have got that evilness. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess not from a maybe not a literal plot point like how she got impregnated by this thing, but like, what was his intention of that? Like, is that well, a comment on his wife? Like, like oh, if she left me, she must be an awful person that has this festering thing inside. Is that? I no, I, that... I don't I don't know I don't know either I feel like it's almost there's this she like you were mentioning that one of your favorite scenes was the like the scene that they were recording her and she was almost she was teaching ballet and there's something again she was not at uh caring nice t-shirt she was kind of the opposite 
kind of stoic and cold and yeah that was awful scene (laughs) yeah i think i feel so uncomfortable in that scene they're the girl she basically tortures this girl in order to stand in like a pirouette and then yeah like she's obviously hurting this girl and really upsets her and then Heinrich is the one filming and I'm trying to remember she says something like I love you because you say I for me and then it cuts and which is kind of the opposite of what Sam Neill is doing in that scene where he's like you said basically only thinking of himself and how this situation applies to him and so or no maybe that's not the same scene sorry that's Sam Neill is is basically like rocking back and forth in his rocking chair like a madman um yeah but in that scene she was talking how come the reason she's so hard on her students because she wished someone was as hard on her to become better so there's this showing there's this thing that she does not love about herself um but i don't i i don't know what the director was trying to show or, or imply other than like the most obvious one that there's this evilness in her that literally grow into something right and so yeah i guess i don't know either um i hope it's <laughs> i hope it wasn't as simplistic as <laughs> yeah. it. i really want to get back on my wife so i'm <laughs> <laughs> but I i'm guess gonna I, have the devil grow in her and then the uh, devil will fuck her and then i am the winner of this movie. devil or god because that was that, that was a god like creature i think is well is isn't technically a devil is almost I mean, in Greek mythology, like Hades is technically a god. It's technically, a- or even in Christian, it was a devil is a fallen angel. Yeah. So yeah, yeah maybe so. this was an angel. Okay, so I think before we get any further, we should talk about the infamous subway scene. Um, so this is this is by far the most famous of the movie, but Ajani just goes berserk um, and has this kind of alien miscarriage in this in this uh, Berlin subway. Um, and I've never seen a, a scene like that. It's like a it's like a single shot of her um, losing it, just completely losing it. And I, I don't know, I, I can't I can't emphasize how good she is in that scene. Um, She's pretty good at making people uncomfortable. Yeah. Without making it um without making it out of her way how uncomfortable she's supposed to be making us feel. Right. And she like I think some I think if some people were to watch this movie today, they might laugh through it, but like I I don't know. That that scene has this possessed if you will excuse the <laughs> uh, quality to it that is I, I find it terrifying the the reality that she portrays in that and so at, by the end of that is she she basically has this miscarriage where out of every orifice there's like pus and green goo and blood just pouring um along yeah. with, with like the milk that she was carrying that just she smashed and she's like rolling around and every, it it's crazy but um I guess maybe a fun side fact of that is so if you if you look at the movie I think the progression of her goes like you know she has this affair with Heinrich she moves on to I I guess maybe we haven't gotten to it but this uh alien creature thing that she's having sex with right and every night every hour we'll, we'll get to that later but but then I'm guessing the thinking through this plot is okay. Maybe she got impregnated by that and then she's having a miscarriage. Right. And, and that's the thinking there, but in, in the original script, what, what his plan was, was that that would be an earlier scene. And so she would have this, um, she wouldn't have a miscarriage. She would actually have like this creature in the subway. Um, And then that creature would, would grow up to be, you know, the Sam Neill doppelganger um, uh, person or God or whoever that we meet at the end. But so he he flew out um, a famous or kind of famous, I guess it was the, the art director that did the head and alien. He's worked with Spielberg a bunch of times. Um, 
And so he got this guy somehow to do uh, the creature in this movie. And he told him he wanted to make this little baby monster thing that she's going to give birth to. And the guy's like, yeah, that's fine. I think it's, his name is Carlo uh, Rambaldi, I believe. Um, and yeah, then, that sounds about right. Am I yeah, does that sound okay? Yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so he, he flies him out and the guy gets there. And he's like, okay, I need you to make this baby thing, this baby alien thing, baby creature. And the guy's like, yeah, sure, um, we'll do it. And and then he's like, you have, we're shooting that tomorrow. <laughs> and the guy's like, what the fuck? Like, I can't make that in a day. And like, so listening to the director and in interviews talk about this, this is like, he's like a complete asshole. He's like, oh, this guy's spoiled by America where they have, you know, weeks and weeks to do their effect. And he's like, he was like expecting he didn't get to give the guy notice he was just expecting to whip out this creature and so the guy like <laughs> tried he said he spent the he spent all night trying to get this little baby creature and then it was like a disaster it did not look right and so they didn't use it and that forced him to actually have that miscarriage scene um he did he did create the creature that we see the grown-up one but that forced him to have this scene kind of out of place you know because the the plot line at least her story is is kind of confusing everywhere yeah yeah and so i i don't know at least listening to the director talk about that he he seemed to be happy with kind of the mystery that it added and it wasn't this linear plot that you know it adds this unknown and this this high strangeness to the movie so anyway but that that scene is the <laughs> the kind of the, the chaotic crux i think of the whole film make but. a baby you american <laughs> right yeah. <laughs> you have eight hours well he, well the guy isn't american he's italian but i think he oh. worked in america so he said you know hollywood has spoiled him and yeah, <laughs> but, i don't know um well i kind of glad that she didn't have a baby i think the miscarriage kind of brought up a kind of new side almost like an understanding almost that she's been going through pain it's it's not like she's just having a great time by herself so yeah i think that miscarriage but it goes to the kind of the next thing that we learn about her is that she in her apartment she's not just bringing men over and having a great time it's this old very big apartment that is not clean that is just like unmaintained but like mostly it has is that um there's this weird alien thing it almost reminds me of the stranger (laughs) thing it's not like kind of thing on the wall i think i remember i don't know maybe season one or season yeah you only get a clear look at it really in in a couple scenes and it's constantly evolving right because yeah because the creature ends up being the perfect husband and sam neil it's a it's a doppelganger of him but before before it gets there it's slowly getting more human but it it's like an alien octopus basically yeah so, like a, a, a flaw in the in the alien, wall that that eats humans yum, 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 yum. Yeah. an alien octopus that gives really good dick apparently all the time and then she lost herself because she's not human anymore there's no food in the, in the house she doesn't sleep she she literally is not anyone when she's in that apartment and she's just mostly concentrating on growing this thing that's for some reason she knew it was going to end up being a perfect husband i don't really understand how she knew that was going to happen well i don't think she knows necessarily because it she was possessed by that. She, right. was possess- she was possessed by the perfect husband while he was possessed by her. By her. Right. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it is a movie about possession. Yeah, so she is definitely possessed. But, but, you know, you ask yourself, why is she possessed by this? And, it, you know, on the surface, it's because of sex, right? And so that's kind of a, a um, portrayal <laughs> of her, for of his wife through the divorce or whatever. So, which but I think is it's the something- question the question um oh, says what <laughs> what is the woman moral in society <laughs> you just said it <laughs> are you asking me what the woman's role what a woman's yeah. role in society? yeah what you learned by this movie <laughs> yes well see i i feel like i should not speak on that topic that's why i <laughs> remain silent it's not my place to talk about it. <laughs> i'm just joking <laughs> 
but do answer the question. No, I, I'm just going <laughs> to sit here in silence. <laughs> anyway, keep going with your other point that you were saying. <laughs> no, no, that's fine. I feel like a woman should talk about this topic. Not, not me. I'll sit aside. So, <laughs> so Seth that like, backfired, didn't it, Jess? <laughs> so, Seth did explain that, like, throughout the whole movie, it's shown that the reason that she really wanted it was mostly because of sex. She, she was almost obsessed with how much sex she got from this from this monster, and um, and the husband Mark was jealous about that she was he was always asking her if he was good at of sex that he made her happy when they were having sex that was he enough um so i think that the moral of the story is the director maybe felt like he never gave never gave her <laughs> gave his her wife an orgasm and then that's why he thinks she he thinks that she broke up with him all I right think cut, cut 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 hold on hold on <laughs> and now for a word from our sponsors blue chew <laughs> Have you ever had that feeling where you really couldn't satisfy the person you love? Well, Blue Chew will, <laughs> let's say, perk you up and let you last for hours. <laughs> that's what the director needs. Yeah. <laughs> like in the end, that's what he was trying to tell us. But I, I, but I like, is that it? Because I don't like at first that seemed to be it. Because yeah, like Heinrich seemed to be. A like you, bit. like you said, <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> um, but he seemed to be, you know, his traits were everything that Sam Neill lacked, which I think was a good point that you made. But then he wasn't enough, right? It's like mm -hmm. it. I don't know. I, I don't know where where the the direction. I don't know if it was just sex, but I mean, what else are you really uh, getting well, from what a yeah. what a like? <laughs> octopus alien that you're pegging in in this like abandoned west berlin apartment yeah it was not a great scene to watch the best part is the husband i disagree them, watch them it's just because it reminds me of a cockroach so <laughs> that's why maybe that's why you have it you have an obsession with your cockroaches well but and you like the you said sam neil just watches them right yeah like, watches that happen like he's fine like it's almost as if in that scene he's so willing like if if that's the only means that he can possess his wife he's willing to be so that's when he by an octopus so that's when he realized he wanted an open relationship <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my wife was just want an open relationship i wish she told me i would have been fine being the watcher and not the doer <laughs> that's what that was what his mind was thinking when he was watching the octopus and his wife having sex or he's like well there's never well i mean we never have this many tentacle um tentacles so well those can come in handy <laughs> uh anyway um <laughs> so uh, so he ended up watching. So again, this is the storyline of the woman in this movie. And then in in the end, yes, he the husband is doing anything possible to keep his wife with him. And finally, um, she shows him while he was dying after, I guess, protecting her. Hey, I finish it. Look at it. My perfect husband, which is a <laughs> resemble of himself, but kind of almost like you said, kind of kind of gut like because he's he he looks unnatural. He looks like he's better than humans. Well, and he gets shot a million times. Is apparently fine. Um, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> I I think another thing that I read was that they didn't have enough time to film this, but it, it was supposedly supposed to end with that perfect Sam Neill character just kind of like, I forget, I, I'm not remembering, but he was supposed to be like running, like jumping from like, like tower, like building to building on the West Berlin, like sky, skyscrape, not skyscraper. He's like a but sky, superhero? Yeah. Well, no, not superhero, but just kind of like running on top of buildings in, in West Berlin or something. <laughs> but anyway Spider-Man. I, I think i think he was supposed to be some sort of um godlike creature but yeah so i guess after we talk about this movie i think what we were like what the director was trying to explain with his storyline was this husband is obsessed and 
accepting of his wife, no matter who she is and who she had become. The wife was not accepting of who he was, even though he did better himself in, I guess, some way. But she always is pursuing for a better version of, of her husband. And because of that, she would never be happy with the husband that she has. Right. But I, I don't know if it's necessarily that he is accepting of her, right? It's well, she's obsessed, obsessed from her. Well, he's obsessed, but yeah. I, but I don't know if it's like, yeah, I'm fine with what you're doing. It's like he's taking what he can get, you know, like, you know, you're completely obsessed with somebody. So, you know they may only spend time with you while they're having sex with this octopus, but that's, you know, if that's all you get, he's going to take it. Right. It's like, I think, I think the reader should get a little bit more understanding why we keep saying octopus. Um, yeah. It's not technically an octopus. There's, it's like this half human with a long tail. Well, but there is an octopus. Like I'm pretty sure they used like an octopus or at least part of one to, because the, the scene where they're having sex, it's definitely like tentacles. Like there's there's like eight tentacles that are thrusting. Um, Just the, watch the movie and you understand. Yeah, well, well, so the, the, maybe, <laughs> maybe it's the, the perfect Sam Neill progression goes from like... A blob. A blob to like a kind of humanoid thing in a bed that has kind of tentacles but, to like a fully formed like back and head with um it, it reminds <laughs> it reminds me of what's the do you remember the original toby Maguire spider-man movies uh, there's a villain that has like the mechanical um like octopus things i don't yeah remember, but it's yeah. like it's like that like yeah basically you get you get like the back shot of of him like yeah it's going disgusting. to town and then and then you get the perfect version so she sacrificed herself a lot to get that and yeah. she was really happy. And then she died, unfortunately. So she never get to live with him. Yeah, which what wait, what happened there? It was it Sam Neill, the the, the dad, sorry, I keep saying Mark basically takes a gun and shoots both of them, but then he's still alive and jumps off the I don't remember the ending. The, the ending ended up being like the the police was chasing them, so both human couples died because they got shot a couple times. And they got like Mark went to the doppelganger of the wife to, I guess, make her his wife. I don't know. No, no, no. But the, the, like, they get shot and they're like dying. But then Sam Neill pulls out a gun and like points it down at her and shoots them both. Oh, I don't remember that. Yeah. And then one of them survives, I think, Sam Neill, and he jumps off the building and hits the ground. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. And yeah then, well whatever and, they died that that was the main point <laughs> well, yeah but he kills her and himself so i think that has some sort of implication on you know how much he cared about her versus you know possessing her right he's even possessing her in death but then he actually doesn't die with her <laughs> he, <laughs> he survives his own failed attempt at that um but yeah the the, I guess the that is much true Oh, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> you don't sound very convinced <laughs> with my argument. <laughs> I mean, I don't have anything. I didn't thought about that scene very much. So, okay. The uh, the bookends of this movie are odd too because they're this kind of corny, like, I don't know, spy mystery thing where now his the company that it started with that was trying to get him to follow some man are now like, tracking him down and like there's a big there's a chase scene that that scene is shot awesome with his motorcycle with, where he like slides and you know he's he's basically like zooming on his motorcycle or Heinrich's motorcycle through a bunch of buildings and there's like a reverse shot of that and then he slides um i think that's how he gets into that building but like they it doesn't mesh with the rest of the movie like no the, it turned, at all the, the last 15 minutes turned into this mini kind of action right uh, spy kind of movie i think that's why i don't remember it that much because a lot happened but it was so cramped together and it was not with the story this kind of gets kind of confusing and what they're trying to do maybe he just wanted it to be an action 
Well, and then um, there's the mention of like the pink socks and then they show yeah. the pink socks at the end. It's, <laughs> yeah. just, it, it's like almost like they're trying, he's trying to make it like more convoluted, but um, I don't know. It's fun. At least I like the, the bookends. And, and I guess another scene before we wrap up that was highly fun was the, basically the director taking out his anger on the Heinrich character. Oh yeah. Where it's just like, like the most like, dehumanizing way to die or yeah <laughs> <laughs> i mean and, and surreal too because like there's like no reality of where that would happen like sam neil finds like a feather in an old shoe and like gags himself <laughs> with the feather and then stuffs the shoe in the toilet and and then like throws up to make it seem like heindrick like got Let's trashed and yeah. yeah and then passed out and died in the toilet yeah even though the dude probably has like a huge like wound on his head from when sam neil hit him with the toilet lid but you know, <laughs> i'm sure i'm sure that the police will just overlook that <laughs> it's fine he dies anyway but yeah it's 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 his revenge against the Heinrichs of the world for sure <laughs> <laughs> so what is the moral of the story of this movie um women are bad and evil the basics the basics yeah no i, I don't know it I don't know if there's a morality tale here. It is uh divorce it is, is something... complicated. Divorce is complicated just like the movie. All right. Well, maybe dear listeners, do not go into this movie trying to <laughs> learn something about the world. <laughs> just go into it as one does any, any horror movie. An experience. It is an experience. Um hopefully we didn't spoil the <laughs> No, I was gonna well I was gonna say you should probably go into this and without any sort of context of what you're going into and just watch it flying but then I'm like well that that probably isn't gonna work if they already listen to this podcast I was gonna so. say we spoiled everything yep. we even spoiled the pink socks that we even even brought up and <laughs> <laughs> we spoiled even that little bit of a uh, context maybe so. okay so maybe we can end on this unless you had other plans like you've never seen this before right and I think you thought it was okay but not it's not like okay that it was like boring it was like okay that you had like so extreme versus you know right like it's not just like a boring movie right no it's not a boring movie it's just like you feel uncomfortable watching it it's not really I don't know because when you say okay it'd be like eh it was all right but like, you <laughs> know, might... i could be watching you know bad boys 2 or whatever you watch no but... i would not watch bad boy 2 but I'm like, i could be watching space jam right now but i guess this would do but so what would you compare this to like have you ever seen a movie similar to this uh no uh no definitely i have not seen a movie like this where I guess the closest I can say is Gozu, where I'm watching the movie, I cannot really predict what's going to happen. Or I had assumption and the movie takes a completely different route that I was not anticipating anticipating it to go to. But it's not to the stream of Gozu, which is definitely feels like they, like we explained, the characters were in limbo and stuff just literally didn't make sense here. There was a storyline going with it that just didn't give you every answer because it was obvious that purposely the, the director didn't want to give you the answers. Do you prefer the style of Gozu, which is just surrealist to the point where like there is no reference point, there's no anchor to wh- where you're going, where this is very much anchored in a, you know, this is like a soap opera, right? Like this is a mm-hmm. soap opera without the monster. This is like a soap opera, right? Like you know you've got this woman cheating on with Heinrich and you have this love triangle right but, <laughs> yeah. but it's very uh, anchored in that story but then it goes bonkers in other ways with that and with that as your anchor you know it goes off in all these directions whereas Gozu is like you're just free floating in space no I and completely enjoy this movie way more I think I just wish the director would have watched the laughing window so he would see how Italians have sex and then I think he would have been more relaxed <laughs> So what do you, what do you, so, okay. So, and just to recap, uh, sex around the world. So uh, maybe I'll have you do that. So in house with laughing no. windows or house with laughing windows is that's Italian. Italian sex, which is, you know, basically clothed 
yeah lay on top <laughs> yeah we've got, we've got uh what other sex did we have we have Jap- japanese sex which was i don't know i can't strong, even just... strong grip <laughs> <laughs> too strong grip <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I guess slam that slam your partner around the house. Um, yeah, uh, and then this would is this a uh, West Berlin, East Berlin sex? What would you call I, it? I would call it just West, which is just um, a little bit of tentacles can go a long way. <laughs> long, eh? Emphasis on long. <laughs> on that note. <laughs> Go to at the end of the of the hall. We'll talk more about this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks to our sponsor, Cockroaching Farming, Cockroaches Farm. And... No, it's Cockroach Farm. Thank you for Cockroach Farm for giving us two Cockroach Farm. One for me, one for Seth. I have thrown away, but Seth has proved me wrong. That's a great pet. Yep. Lots of petting with the cockroach. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs>